adventures with these two bald dossers. The Gypsy King listens every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Uh, packing Punches, episode three. We're back with me, Ben, and with Scotty Finley. How you doing, Scotty? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Uh, episode three, we've made it. So, yeah, good job. Yeah, if you make it past two, that's the hardest bit done. And it's just the two of us this week. Obviously, we had Robbie Davis Jr. on the last episode, which was which was fantastic. But, yeah, just the two of us. A big double fight week this week for, for Boxer and for Matchroom across the world. Um, I do just want to start with a bit of news that I heard uh, yesterday. David Lightfoot, Lawrence Acoli's last opponent, who was fine after the fight and in the morning, arrived home in New Zealand and suffered a stroke. Uh, he's had a blood clot removed from the left side of his brain. He's now recovering and figuring out how he's going to get on with the rest of his life. But boxing is definitely out of the question for him. So we'll send send our best across the world to David because that's uh, that's awful news, especially coming in the uh, the week of the 25th anniversary of Spencer Oliver's brain injury. It's um, yeah, never nice to hear. Never nice to hear. And there was also some other strange news that you, that came out today, mate. Was there was indeed. Um, Sonny Edwards, who is now uh, the national hero, isn't he, after his uh, performance on commentary the other <laughs> week? Um, we won't say who you thought he was, uh, but um, I thought he was brilliant, Sonny. Uh, to have he, he clearly don't care what people think of him. Uh, and at the end of the day, he's a world champion, but I thought his commentary the other week was class. But he, he is not shy of coming forward, and he's been having this ding-dong with Titan Booth and um, Titan Booth has been caught on his live stream or whatever he does now discussing Coogan Cassius's daughter and sexualizing her which is a three-year-old which Coogan Cassius has not responded well to of course but uh, I don't know what's going on there um, and he's probably looking at getting a hiding for that or hopefully that happens or the police gets involved because I don't know what goes through these some of these Xboxes' minds. Why would you even consider saying anything so stupid like that? Unless you are. It's so. very it's very strange, isn't it? Very strange behaviour. Like I say, I'm sure there'll be um, I'm sure Coogan's got more than enough friends that'd be quite quite willing to to deal with time for that. Definitely. It's disgusting. But so sad news aside, as I said, two massive cards. Uh, start off with the boxer one. It's up your up your neck of the woods this Saturday it night. Is indeed top skipping twenty miles away. Um, yeah, it's a boxer card, and I've been at the the Coventry Skydome for these guys' events when under Hennessy Sports, Casey Benjamin, Jacques and Peters, and all that. And I think Tyler Denny's on the card as well. It's um, he is, yeah. It's great for them to have this resort world fight um resort world holds 15,000 at full capacity when it's a, the uh like the uh, concerts and that so yeah um i think it's great uh, ben shalom's done a good job there going actually we'll get these guys in it's a shame um couldn't get sam eggington on it because i think that would have would have even beefed it up a little bit more but interesting what, what what do you think of it like it's a it's a bit left field but i'm happy it's happening I definitely think it's great that more stuff should come to Birmingham and great that they've got so many local lads on the card. <clears throat> I have had a look literally five minutes ago. There's still loads of tickets available, which is quite disappointing. Would like to see it set out. But I, I think that's possibly just down to the headliner, which I say we'll come to as we work through the card. But I mean, the local guys, Tyler Denny, Freshman's victory over Brad Pauls, 
which was a, a, a good fight. I, I backed Brad quite heavily in that, having seen Brad quite early in his career. Um, but yeah, that was a great victory for for, for Tyler. Um, I don't think it's Tyler's Tyler dangerous. Tyler, yeah, that... Tyler's very dangerous. Um, I seen him against River Wilson Benton for as, as much as I want to see River do well because he's a Cov lad. He seems to be getting these fights, and obviously lost the other week on iPad. <clears throat> but he he. he it was a it was a um, no contest in the first fight, which wasn't really a no contest, and then he absolutely destroyed River in the second one. He he's got a lot of talent and he's got the backing. As I said, you need if you get a good team behind you, he, who you follow, he's got a good backing, and I think he could be a very very dangerous fighter. Uh, I think this could actually start a little little round robin of, of middleweight fights in Britain. Um, Macaulay McGowan's very unpredictable. You sort of don't really know what Macaulay's going to turn up on the night. He's, I think he's quite. He's certainly got it in him, I think, to finish Denny because he's if he can get inside him and and especially land them hooks. But yeah, I want to say I didn't know a great deal about Denny until he beat Brad Pauls. And for me, beating Brad Pauls, I think the next in line past Brad is Lionel Sadofia really in in the levels. So yeah, that was fantastic for him. And and I can see Tyler Denny going the whole distance. I can't see him finishing McGowan. No, but he'll have the the support behind him as well, and that that gives you that extra extra five percent as well. Also, I give it with, with the judges. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see it go the other way, but not on a not on a tight one. Like you say, a home home yeah. fight, you would expect that that to go that way. But it's um yeah, definitely definitely a good fight. And like I say, there's, there's quite a few British middleweights now. That middleweight division is really hotting up. It is. Uh, and there's another great British matchup again. Another local lad, former British champ, Shakan Pitters, is on that card as well. The last fight I saw him was he lost to Craig Richards. I think that was in lockdown. Yeah. I think it was a step up though, wasn't it? And Shakan's reach is one of the longest I've seen in the British game, and he got he's got to use that. He can't let the occasion get to him. Um, he doesn't have to win well; he just has to win, in my eyes. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a, a freak of nature, isn't he? The way he's built uh, and his his style then, it's in a similar sort of frame to a Coley. It doesn't make it the best user-friendly, does it, to, to watch it? It doesn't make it that entertaining. And as you said, he was he was quite easily outclassed by, by Craig Richards, but we know his level's above that anyway. But yeah, Joel McIntyre, English champ, should, 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 former English champ rather, should be a, a good little matchup. Definitely. Definitely, and it's good that these matchups have been made. Uh, as we said about the the main event, it's yeah. So they've had to kind of do what they can for the undercard, and I feel like they've done a good job. And but with the ticket sales, it's not really been pushed. Like a lot of fights that are coming, mm. there's no, there's no, there's no up for it. Even we'll talk about it later. The Canelo Ryder one. It's, it's very, it's very low key at the moment. Yeah, definitely very under the radar. There's, um, I mean, in that light heavy division, you'd think that the winner of this would be taking shots at Dan Aziz. Yes. <laughs> uh, would you want them to go straight to that? I, I, I think, in all honesty, that Dan Aziz is going to leave that part of the division behind. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably what is next for Buatzi if he comes through. Saturday night, which I think is a step backwards for Boatzi, but I think it's a massive step up for Dan Aziz. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so there's another local lad, uh, former boxer tournament winner, Corey Gibbs, 
uh, immediate rematch with Jimmy first. I remember I watched this fight with Jimmy first and he just got old man. And, you know, Jimmy's at, at 42. He's only like, had 11 fights, pro fights. But, yeah, he, he knew exactly what he was doing in that fight. And Corey had no way of combating it. It's now so, isn't it? You learn that. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't teach old dog, the old dog tricks unless you've been in with the old dog. Yeah. I mean, Corey's got great hands. I think he's got great ability. I think his footwork needs work. I think that's what done him against Jimmy. That Jimmy basically put him wherever he wanted him in the ring, he put him there. But Jimmy's since gone on and lost his unbeaten record. So coming for a bit of redemption, perhaps himself, to, to get another win. This one's going to go the distance. I can't see either of these two knocking each other out. No, it'd be, it'd be, I think it'll be a bit more cagey as well with uh, Corey Needham to learn from his mistakes. Hmm. Yeah, so something on the back foot. Little less style switching as well. He's been known to flick between Southpaw and Orthodox. And that, when you do that, how many people can do that successfully? Yeah, not very. Like, well, I suppose if you're Tyson Fury slapping people about, but um, as Robbie said on the previous, where he gets stick for going Southpaw, you, you <laughs> need to you need to stick to one. Yeah, I don't think anyone will forget that. It was his last fight, wasn't it? I think under Dominic Ingle. And yeah, I couldn't believe that he kept going out there southpaw. That was uh, that was very bizarre. But yeah, so I'd like to see something. I, I can't see Corey knocking him out. It would be nice to see, but I can't see it happening. But it's uh, I think definitely in front of his home crowd, put on a show. Uh, I think most of his fans, he's got quite a good little fan base. They will understand that he's not that type of fighter that's just gonna walk someone down and and, and knock him out in a couple of rounds. But he's, he's definitely got the ability to come through Jimmy first. I think he's just going to have to keep his head. It's definitely going to be a chess match, that fight. Uh, then, the, that the superlatives to use about this lad, the, the great British hope of the light heavyweight division, Ben Whitaker. What do you make yeah. of this guy? Wow. Oh, where is he at? We don't know what he's... Because he's been injured, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a good fight for him to get back into, just get back into it in front of a an arena crowd. Hopefully, the tickets go a little bit further, but I don't know. Uh, we, we don't know how what he's going to be like after the injury, but I don't think he would take the risk on taking this fight if he's not confident in getting the win. No, but yeah, he's certainly it's, taking it's, his time, isn't he, to come back? Yeah, it's... Uh, Maybe that's good management, not risking it, not good, not sending him to a leisure centre just to get that tune up and then someone getting a lucky punching on him. Who knows? I can't predict what he's going to be like, but uh, I, good to see him back because he, he can be he can be the face, the face of boxing because, you know, yeah. he's got it. I think he has got it. Yeah, I think he's going to be the one that drags the new eyes in. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is what the YouTubers and, and whatnot are here for, to get new eyes on boxing. I'm not in agreement with that. I, I can't stand it. I think that they should leave it alone. But this guy has got sometimes too much flash. I think that might put some people off. But if he's backing it up, I can't see it being a problem for him. He's been backing it up so far. His first fight was a 
pretty decent knockdown against a decent journeyman who doesn't get stopped very often. The second fight was a good win. I think he needs rounds. And he's, the, he's the king of the who needs him club. Yeah. Because yeah. what are you going to gain out of fighting him? At the moment, he's 2-0. and He's got, obviously, no belts, no titles. Would be nice, I suppose, to be that person to beat him first if you beat him early in his career. But I think he's too good for that. Is he he's still with Sugar Hill? He's still Sugar Hill, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, 25, you know, he's got time on his hands, and he's, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm keen to see where he can go. Hopefully, mm. hopefully it's to the top. I'd like to see him sitting down on his punches a bit more. I think because he's so he's raw so, as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's very raw because he's got so much flair. He's constantly up on them toes and bouncing around and changing the angle. That I think it's probably taking a bit of power out of his shots because he's not planting his feet. But like, like you said, he's raw. That's something that's going to come in time with him. That's why I think he needs rounds. That's why I think someone like Jordan Grant, who is not going to come and lay down, no. is going to be good for him. And they had a little bit of back and forth at the press conference today. Trying so, to get it, trying to juice it up. But I wasn't yeah. having any of it, to be honest. <laughs> no. But I think Jordan's up for it. I can't imagine that he will win, let alone possibly even land on Ben Whitaker, but it's um, it's certainly going to be one one to see. Now, this one is a big, big talking point. We've had, not disagreements, but I think we've got different views on women's boxing. Mm-hmm. We, For me, I think we finally have a British title for these girls to fight for. I spoke about this subject pre-lockdown, so we're probably going back four years with Dave Caldwell on Instagram Live. And I said they they need a British title. At the time, we had the Bantamweights coming out. We had Courtney, Scottney, Beck Colony, uh, Ramler Ali was coming through. And I said, these girls need a British title. And he said to me, there's not the depth. Mm-hmm. And at, at the time, he was right. Now, I think, is the right time. I think there is the depth. It's going to be Lawrence uh, Lauren Price against Kirsty Babington for the first one. Um and I do, I don't know if you'd seen that I put out on Twitter today, retweeting Jazza Dickens is spot on. I don't think this should be called the Lonsdale Belt. I think it should be called the Jane Couch. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be where it was if it wasn't for her. No, I agree. But who knows about it? Yeah, there's not been a great deal said about this, it. This is this is your chance. And I, I watch my words here because I, I don't want to sound but at the moment, we're only interested in the girls that are flashing something about. That's the only time we're giving them the press. And they should have big press in promoting boxing and getting the young girls to box and not necessarily show off what they, they've got. And I'm not be, I'm not trying to be demeaning in that because it, it, it's a sour point and it puts eyes on boxing. But how about actually follow the sport and give it the promotion it deserves if we want to gain promotion uh, women's champions going forward hmm. are, are we uh perhaps nodding towards a british-based australian fighter there yes and i've got no <laughs> problem I've, and I, i'm not trying to dis because ebony's done great for boxing but we we seem to be concentrating on that side of things at the moment instead of the actual talent because even like the katie taylor fights coming up that's kind of gone off in the background at the moment you're having to rely on area hawani in the states giving her a promotion push at the moment just how about let's get it back to boxing because that's what we're here for, mm. um, and there the should be a big push for this this British title. Um, so yeah, 
Um, probably people going to got got my words crossed there, but I hope I get where I'm coming from. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's that many of them that do push that that angle. I think obviously Ebony does. She's a master of PR. Um, I mean, she was famous in this country before she even fought here. So she's yeah, an absolute master of that art. I think Shannon Courtney's been guilty of it in the past. Um, we'll see her back June the 10th, fighting for her old world title back. Uh, Lauren Price, I don't think, comes into that category. She's always been about the boxing. No, but what I'm saying is this this whole title should be pushed and should be covered a lot. And I don't feel like, think it has at all. No, I don't think it's had the, the promotion that it deserves. Uh, but, but as I said, I don't think they've given it the credence it deserves by just calling it the Lonsdale belt and kind of making it the same. I think it's, you know, it is different. Women's boxing is different. It's until they fight three minutes and 12 rounds like the men, it's going to be virtually a different sport. But I understand why they've called it the Lonsdale belt, though. Because yeah, so do the, I. You got, you, I, I, maybe you change the name as it goes down in the lines when you introduce new titles. Yeah, but I feel like you, 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 I feel like the Lonsdale makes sense for the first big one. Mm. And the thing is, as well, like I said, I, I now think the depth is here to have this title. But if they're going to go on the same rules as with the men, that you defend it three times and then you're undisputed and you keep it, I don't think there's three people she can defend it against. No, not at all. Um, so I think it'll be winning this. Fantastic. She goes down in history. I, I, I take Lauren Price to win it quite comfortably. Um, Kirsty Babington is very tough, but Lauren Price's skill level is just on an absolute natural as well. It's natural. Yeah, yeah she, she's Southpaw as well, so it's really awkward uh, for anyone to fight. A jab is just it's a, it's a weapon. Um, but that's that amateur style that, that's in her, and that's I think with the women, I think that's actually what I enjoy more that the amateur style is is still there. It's not pushed out of them like it is with the men because it's. They don't want point scoring. They want knockouts. But yeah, I really like watching Lauren Price. I think she's a fantastic fighter. I think she'll take this inaugural Lonsdale female British belt. And I think she'll probably then go for Commonwealth and then World within the next two or three. Um, don't think yeah, there should, be a, there should be a path for her. Uh, yeah. P- planned already, you would hope. Um, there's another fight. Casey Benjamin as well. There is, yes. Um, Casey Benjamin, another Birmingham lad who had the crowd in Coventry when I've been there and uh, took the Dalton Smith fight last time. And it's another tough fight for him. Sean McCombe is thinking, he just thought, do you know what? Let's let's go at it. And um, I, I don't know. I think he could do it. I think he could do this. I think he, with the crowd behind him as well, it's the perfect time for him to get that win. I yeah. don't know what you think. I think it could be. I mean, the the Dalton Smith fight. I think Dalton Smith, I think, is another one who's just he's, he's so far above the level yes. that he's at. But he's got he's got to do things properly. Um, so yeah, I can't really can't look at that fight for Casey and sort of take anything from it. It's just the he got the shot, he took it. I don't think anyone fair expected play. him to win. Yeah, fair play. Like shotgun, you can't fault their heart. No, no, not at all. At least and. At least these guys fight. You know, we had, you know, the first episode, the discussion about the heavyweights. Mm. You know, these guys, they get in there and fight. I understand it's different, lightweights, heavyweights. You know, yes, their lives are still on the line, but not not quite a, as a risky way as was obviously was said with David Lightfoot, you know, just before we started. But it's, um, 
Yeah, I think it's a good chance for Casey. Is, is he the the live float? Or is he, has he got a point on the card? Is he third or is fourth he, in? Yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the he's on one of the cards, yeah. The, the, no. the main card, sorry. Oh, so he's not he's he's on Sky, he's not on the pre show. I'm pretty sure pretty sure he's on Sky. Happy to be told wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's on Sky. Yeah, I do I do like that they actually show these pre shows now. It's it's one when I, when I go to the boxing and I pay whatever I pay for my ticket, when them doors open at four or four thirty I'm getting in there and I'm sitting in my seat and I'm not moving. Watching it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching every fight. And it always feels quite bad if people are watching on telly. They, they miss sort of five, six fights. So now that they do the streaming on YouTube and, and Facebook and that, I, yeah. I, th- I think that's really good. So it's, And it does give a bit of exposure, doesn't it, to these these up-and-comers. Well, they got you, you, they're getting pennies at the end of the day and some of them probably losing money to do yeah. this so um to give them some exposure and get that new fan um and then they can sell tickets a lot easier so they can they can so the headliner for the night then joshua boatsy uh, against uh, Ste- stepien i'm quite sure the pronunciation but yeah i think it's stepien left match match room for exposure yeah i think he's had plenty of exposure 2016 olympian Frustrating as a, a massive matchroom signing was on every Anthony Joshua undercard. Uh, one British title. I don't know uh, what to say. I just don't think the guy's got much about him. I think he's a terrific fighter. His shot selection is brilliant. He's vicious when he's in the ring. I don't think he's got a personality. No, so he's fighting in Birmingham and he's having to rely on a a bunch of local fighters decent local fighters that will get the crowd in to get this arena fight mm. whereas he could have took the million pound to make a fight now he's fighting but uh, for what what exposure he's on a boxer card no disrespect to boxer but that they're taking a chance of this because it's all the hennessy boys it's uh, none of it makes sense to me, it just just not make any sense how this fight's come about, and I don't think the crowd are going to like the fight. And he looks good because he thanks God after a fight, and that's it. And then he wishes his opponent well, and then it's the same, it's been the same story for six years, is it not? It has, it has. I, the um, I mean, when I, I saw him early in his career, he won the British title against Liam Conroy at the Copper Box on the Charlie Edwards Angel Moreno undercard. That night also had Lawrence Coley on the bill. It was the debut of Shannon Courtney. There was uh, Lewis Ritson, obviously not a local London lad, but still a big name. And these, uh, there was Charlie Edwards, Croydon lad, Lawrence Coley, uh, Brixton, uh, Joshua Boazzi, Croydon. These lads couldn't sell out the copper box. No. That holds 5,000 people. And, and that was a world title fight. And I understand it was it was at flyweight, and there's not a great deal of casual interest in flyweight. But you'd, you'd like to think that these guys, especially coming through the Olympic pathway, such as Boazzi and Akoli did, that they'll, uh, they should be should be bringing crowds in. Um, you know, Akoli struggled early in that career. We had the fight with Chamberlain at the O2. I think it was on a Tuesday night. And I think there was like 5,000 people there and a 20,000. 
So it's yeah, it's an odd one with the exposure because I think Boazzi's had plenty of exposure, and he's he got offered. We don't know the ins and outs actually of the the offer to fight Bivol, which he turned down apparently. It's not going to be pennies, is it? And he's thirty years old now. He's fighting Stepien, who I don't know who he's fought. To be honest, um, his last his last two his last fight was against a guy that was six and seven. Fight before that was a guy that was twenty seven and seven. He's not for anyone, but he's he's got this pumped up record to be a main card. I just who's in his ear to, and you can tell with Eddie. Eddie Eddie don't like fighters leaving him, but he's honest with it, and you can tell when he's asked about it, he does not know what to say. When it comes up to Boazzi, because he doesn't want to slag him off, because I'm sure Boazzi's a very nice person, and I don't get that from Eddie. But what can he say? Is whatever, fine, he's off. This is what it was, and I don't think Eddie would tell Porky's in the sense of what he could have done with him. But he had him. He 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 spoke facts about Boazzi. He had him fighting every main card. He he gave him the exposure. I just. Don't get it. Uh, and when he stepped up in level on the AJ undercard in New York, he choked. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, oh, God, what's going on here? And then the Craig Rich is, is I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to be as rude to say that because he's only 30 and he could still go on, but it's just... It's like your car's just, the clip just gone on it, I think. And it's just freewheeling. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what he does Saturday night. I think if he if he delivers an impressive victory um, within the first six, that he should he should then be looking at the world level. He shouldn't be looking at Dan Aziz. Um, Dan Aziz is not, you know, he's just won the European. He's not yet earned that world ranking to get a, to get a title shot, I think Boazzi will probably be up in the one and two with at least two of the organisations if he wins on Saturday night. Obviously, a lot of the belts are all tied up, aren't they, light heavy? And uh, we are due, I'm not sure it's actually been announced yet, I think we are due to get Baturbiev against Callum Smith announced. But I, from what I heard the other day, top rank have won that purse bid. Oh, no. So they beat Matchroom by $15,000. Who's put that out? Fifteen thousand is 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 not worth someone picking it up off the floor. No, I'm not having that. I am not having it. it was fifteen thousand? That's that's the figures that I saw. That it was that's the the difference was just fifteen thousand. But so I'm assuming then that means we're going to get it in America. Yeah. So or, or possibly Canada. The Serbia being based in Montreal. So that will be. Interesting. I'm not entirely sure what I um having having watched a fair bit of Baturbiev and, and Callum Smith. I can't see Smith beating Baturbiev. What do you think? Knockout? I, I I'm 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 not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I think Baturbiev will win, but I think Smith will give a very good count of himself. Mm. Um, well, we're not seeing a great deal of him at light heavy yet, have we? So no, he... but I feel like it should be his natural weight, and he should be getting out there and and fighting and enjoying himself, letting his arms go, because he he's very could be at that height and weight, he's going to be very very dangerous. Mm. 
I don't know who you could have as a a little warm up. I don't think he should go straight in with Viterbi either. Um, so what is, what is his third? That would be his third fight at this weight, would it? Uh, I think so. His last one at Super Middle was against Canelo, wasn't it? And he yeah. broke the arm. Yeah. In in that fight, so yeah, we've not seen a great deal of him at light heavy. It's again, we've got another. We could have a great British round robin at light heavy with Callum Smith, Anthony Yard, Joshua Boazzi, Dan Aziz, Craig Richards. It's it's uh, yeah, Yard lions in the camp, hey? <laughs> Apparently they are, but. Um, I think it, you say if Buatzi wins, I think that's the next fight is Buatzi against Yard. Uh, and I think that's that's a logical logical one for me because, like I say, I don't think he's going to get the belts. Bivol wants to fight Canelo again. Um, of course he does. It, but I think he actually wants to do that at um, Super Middle. Okay. I think he wants to go down and take, uh, take Canelo's belts at so Super Middle. Start picking them off. Yeah, having beaten him at light heavy. Um, and of course, we will see Canelo this weekend if anyone's going to get up early or stay up really late for the uh, the Cinco de Mayo celebrations in Guadalajara as he takes on the gorilla. It does indeed. What a fight. I'm so... John Ryder <sighs> is such an underdog. That Massive, I yeah. Yeah, I just, I can't wait, can't wait to see it. I think he's what a career John Ryder's had and was cheated out of the biggest win of his career in Liverpool. He was. He was. It's. Uh, I, I remember it to this day, watching it, scoring it, and I scored it 117, 111, Ryder. Yeah. And when they announced Howard Foster's card that was 117, 111 to Smith, I stood up and spat my drink out at the telly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was weird. He's... It was weird because it was, it was, you you were thinking, hey, what? And then you were thinking back to his Rocky Fielding fight and is that gone against him? And you just think, do they want Smith to win? Because of his loss against Fielding and Fielding kind of didn't really do anything with the title. I know he got the big fight eventually, but I, I just feel like it was, I think we need to back Smith here because Ryder might, might not go on to then produce a, abroad i don't know i might be wrong but i feel like that's what's happened but yes Ryder now back the big wing against daniel jacobs he's 34 now he deserves this big fight and when a man is down and he's got nothing to lose it could be very dangerous i don't i think canelo wins but i wouldn't want to get into a fight with john Ryder when he's got nothing to lose no and i don't think canelo stops him to be fair. No, I, I can see your point there. Yeah. And uh, he, will, just... he will try to, though, because Canelo wants that now. He's He's been hurt now, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, that, that defeat to Bivol has hurt him. He's coming home for the first time in 12 years. Um, I think he's... They were talking about it, actually, on Steve Bunce on the Five Live podcast this week. He actually is feeling a bit of pressure, I think, Canelo. Yeah, being at home for the first time in, in that long... And he knows that John Ryder is not a pushover. Not at all, no. So I, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting fight. And I think the Southpaw element is going to play a part. Canelo's not going to go have, have to go looking for John Ryder. No. 
Um, he, he will be there to fight. But I think he's got a good chin. I think he's got a good power. And I think he'll make it entertaining. I hope he's getting paid. <laughs> and he's not doing this out of pride. And just taking whatever has been offered to him. I, I have not seen percentages. I've not seen any. I don't know if you have or not. But I hope he's getting a, a fair shake out of this. And he's not just doing it because he's John Ryder. Yeah, I... I think I would imagine, I mean, Eddie Hearn is not a mug. I think he, he, he gets his fighters paid. Yeah. Um, I, I dread to think what Canelo's making out of it, considering the Forbes list that came out uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. I think he's fifth uh, in the in the world of all sportsmen, $110 million. Yeah. Gross net worth. It's uh Doesn't mean John Ryder's getting any of it. I, I, as long as it's got six zeros on the end. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that he deserves it, and then he can he can set up his family and you know it it'd be a great trainer for me. Yeah, uh, the heart that he's got, and he's not he's not uh, the cocky guy, is he, Ryder? You don't hear about him in the press, and I think he would just get his nose down and bring up the next Liverpool warrior. Well, this is why I think this fight has actually gone massively under the radar. I think. Canelo is a name now that even the, the casuals are, are aware of. But nobody really... People listen to, on Talk Sport and, and the people that aren't the boxing correspondents, they don't know who John Ryder is. No. And, I mean, as boxing fans, that blows my mind how someone can not know who John Ryder is. He's been in the sport for a long time now, uh, having good wins, having some you know bad defeats and some defeats that he shouldn't have taken. Um, and having some big nights, the, the the night against Daniel Jacobs at Ali Pali was just you know, sensational for him, and I think he was a massive underdog in that fight. Yeah. On the odds, um, and then the one after that that really shocked me with John Ryder was the Zach Parker fight. How people had him an underdog for that, and I was, I couldn't get my head around it. No, and that didn't last, did it? No, and I, and I, I was saying to people beforehand, and a, a few people on doing Instagram lives, talking about the upcoming fight. And I sort of said, like, you have seen John Ryder box, haven't you? Because Zach Parker is not, not there yet. He's not at that level. And, yeah, truth truth was spoken on, on the night that John Ryder was, was much the better fighter. But that was to earn this this shot. Yeah. And, and he's, he's fresh because that, that fight was back end of last year. Um, and then this fight was announced quite early on, so it's all he's had to concentrate on. And if it is his last hurrah, a man that's got nothing to lose is very, very dangerous. Yeah, and it's probably been quite a good focus for Tony Sims as well. They've had, obviously, a bit of trouble in their gym, which we've touched on in previous episodes with the Conor Ben incident. Um, of course, they, they got a world champion a couple of weeks ago in Joe Cordina. Oh... Uh... What a fight that was. Fight of the year? So far. Definitely for me so, so far, far. And it's going to take a lot to get beat because Joe, we were talking while the fight's going on. It's like Joe, Joe Cordina got wobbled. He did get wobbled. And fair play to the other guy whose name I can't pronounce. Um, but you, look, you can look at Joe Cordina the next day and it's like he's just been down the, tam, the, the tanning shop, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic performance, and then you get the split decision. 
And we, we called it, didn't we? We were talking away. It's going to be the split decision. It's, it, it's shocking. It's, these guys' careers are on the line. Yeah. And it's a world title fight, and you give a split decision like that. It was, I'm not saying it was a, a massive gap victory. I think you had 115, 112, which was one of the cars, didn't you? And I had it at 116. And to go the other way, it, I just think, are we, are we all mugs watching this and we don't know what we're watching? Well, I mean, with the judging, they say it's the, why they have them on different sides of the ring is the angles. But it's but, but boxing is still boxing. It doesn't matter what angle you're watching it from. And Cordina was so clearly in control of that fight. He was hitting and not getting hit, which is, as far as I understand it, the moral of the sport <laughs> is hit and don't get hit. He, his footwork was absolutely mouthwatering in the pocket, changing the angle, driving the lead hand up a cup between the guard. It was... It was an absolute masterclass from Joe Cordina. And I think that's something he's always had in him. The injury problems haven't helped with the, the broken hands. Um, and it, the engine he's got is unbelievable. We now see that he's got a chin as well because he did take some big, big shots. Uh, I think it was round five or six after. I think he possibly possibly blew a gasket after taking Rackamore down in round two. I think he went for it a little bit. Yeah. It was good timing at the time of the round. It was. Um, figures with Cordina as well. He's he's a Cardiff lad. He's a Welsh lad. But I think even like, you know, if he goes away in England and that, there's a lot of respect for him. It, it's not always this Welsh fucker coming in. It's and obviously from the GB days as well. Uh, I don't hear anyone saying anything bad about Joe Cordina. No, no. I mean, there's been a bit of, of shit online this week about. Was there any testing for the fight? People trying to say that almost as pointing a conspiracy out of the Sims gym. That you know that's going to happen. Yeah, which is you know it's par for the course, I think, isn't it? When something like that happens, but Joe Cordina is such a specimen of an athlete, and carried in all that time with his hand injuries, carried on training, uh, kept his fitness level up. As I said before, his engine is just phenomenal. We all thought, though, that's because he's going to be that fighter that is going to go 12 rounds every time. Well, the first time he won that title, we saw that's not the case. As he walks in second round and completely dropped, dropped the champion. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic from Cordina. And, and, and so fantastic for the Sims gym. They've got that world champion. They've now got this shot with John Ryder. I did say on Twitter earlier this week, he's going to have to kill Canelo to get a draw in in Mexico on Cinco de Mayo. But it's, um, yeah, it's certainly one I'm looking forward to. I think I'm probably going to go to bed and then get up. Yeah, that's a, a wee sleep for, yeah. uh, um, definitely not staying up for that. No, no, bearing in mind we'll be sort of celebrating the coronation of the king throughout the day. Might need a little little nap, but yeah, I'll I tell you what, I don't actually have a great deal of other. There's not a great deal of other British interest on that card in Guadalajara, which is uh, which is unlike Eddie Hearn. No, but he might have offered it to a few people, and they go, "No, thank you. Don't fancy those judges." Yeah, well, can they get worse than what they are in this country? 
Very true. Very true. <laughs> but yeah, no, great. So great homecoming for for Canelo again. He's one that we discussed with uh, with Robbie Davis Jr. that has had this uh, failed drugs test issue that just seems to have been swept under the carpet somewhat. And uh, yeah, and nothing else sort of said about it. But it was a few years ago now. I think it was Clem Buterol. I think they found in his system. But as we said on that episode, it's similar to uh, if you've done bad things as an artist, but your songs are too good. That's it. <laughs> as a, and we won't we won't spring into bump and grind, <laughs> which uh, kind of takes us full circle from the tie-in booth news. Oh no, yeah, that's just shocking. It's just shocking. But in this day and age, I'm not surprised. They're all coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, something we don't really want to see in boxing. No. Um, so yeah, certainly don't want to see um, see any more of that or or hear any more of that. It's, um, you know, as a as a father of a daughter myself, it's um, disturbing. Very disturbing to hear. Well, so right then, mate. That's the that's the card done. It is, yeah. We're um, so yeah, March the sixth this weekend. Barazzi against Stepien in Birmingham. Ryder against Canelo in Guadalajara in Mexico. And I think we'll be back next week to pick over the bones. Yep. And build up to Chantel Cameron against Katie Taylor. Yes, we're going to pick these episodes up. So if you're enjoying it, please let us know. Yes, please do. Yes, now the hockey season is done, we'll be picking these up <laughs> more weekly. All right then, mate. The towel is in. I was in. Mm-hmm.